0: I am excited to have you with us today I'm excited this is Christmas we're sitting in my house this is this our Christmas tree and man there's so many memories um, upon this tree we were talking just before we started filming each one of these ornaments has a special meaning Uh, our family has a tradition that we love to do we love to get an ornament that represents this year and so we, when we pull out the ornaments and we start putting them on the tree, we go through the memories of the stages of life that we've been through. And that's just something that's really special to me. And I, like I said, I love everything about Christmas. One, it's the celebration of the birth of Jesus, which is ultimately the most exciting part. But it also is time with family. It's time where we celebrate, we sing, and all of the, the atmosphere around it. But I also know that for many people Christmas is a difficult time. I know especially in 2020 many have struggled throughout the year. There's a lot of empty seats at tables this year. We've lost a lot of loved ones and and friends and and people have been struggling finances have been difficult. Uh, The food pantry lines are long. And so there's a lot of need at Christmas this year. And I want us, as we wrap up 2020, as we celebrate this Christmas season, I want to remind us of why we celebrate. That even in the midst of all of this chaos and all of the trouble that's been going on in our world, that we can celebrate Christmas. It's going to look different for each one of us, and there's going to be different elements about it, but we can celebrate what God's done in our lives. We can be thankful for what God's done in our lives. And that's what I want to focus on. Some of you are familiar with Advent. You know there's Advent calendars. And it actually goes back to the Sunday after Thanksgiving. There's four weeks of Sundays that lead up to Christmas. I didn't, we didn't have a chance to go over each one of those we, each week. But I want to cover basically two of the weekends of Advent uh, in this message today. It's not going to be a very long message. It's going to be a message of hope and love. The first week of Advent is hope. And that's what Christmas means hope that's our first side of this is that we have hope through Jesus I know that may seem kind of strange and 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 for many people maybe some of you watching today you're like man I just don't have a lot of hope right now there's not been a lot to celebrate but I want to remind you of the hope of Jesus Jesus came into this world if you go back 2000 years to when Jesus was born, he came into a world that was in political unrest. The the Jews had been living in basically bond, not really bondage, but living under the rule and authority of Rome. They they weren't their own nation at that time. They were under they were subjected under Roman rule. And although they They were allowed to worship. There was a lot that went against them. They weren't free to do whatever they wanted to. They weren't free to celebrate the way they wanted. And over time, over time, a lot of the Jews began to lose hope that the Messiah would come. See, the Messiah was that prophesied one that would come in and rescue them Rescue them. If you go all the way back more than 700 years before the birth of Christ in Isaiah, he talks about this. He talks about the the Messiah, and there was this remnant that held on to it. But Isaiah 7 14 says this All right, then, the Lord Himself will give you a sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, she will give birth to a son, and will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us 700 years before God was giving Israel a sign that I will rescue you I will come now if you go down a couple more chapters into Isaiah chapter 9 this is what he said Isaiah 9 6 & 7 for a child is born to us a son is given to us the government will rest upon his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor mighty God Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heavenly's armies will make this happen. They had the hope. This remnant of people, this group of people, the Jews, looked for the hope That came through Christ. For them, it was a political hope. They were hoping to be rescued from the Roman government. But what they didn't understand is that Jesus was coming to rescue them from their sin, to give them hope through all eternity. He said, The government's gonna rest upon his shoulders. That all of that, we're talking about the eternal kingdom, the kingdom of God, the hope of eternity. If you've been with us the last few weeks, we talked through the seven churches in the book of Revelation and each one of those had a reward that talked about the eternal kingdom of God, how we would reign with Him, how we would be given a new name, how we'd be given new bodies, that our lives would be without sin and pain and tears. That we would have the hope of Christ, that we would have eternity to celebrate what God has done in our lives, and that's the hope God has not abandoned us. If you remember back in in Isaiah chapter seven, it said God is with us. The significance of that is huge. God could have created all of this, and 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 then. And a lot of people believe this, that, that God created the earth, sent it spinning, put it on orbit, and then just stepped back and just watched what would happen. Like a giant social experiment. See, when sin when entered the world through Adam and Eve, God could have just said, I'm done with you, and went on and created other worlds, could have went on and did anything else. But God chose through even the sin of Adam and Eve to have mercy on his creation because God's greatest joy is when we choose to worship him when we choose to follow him when we choose to love him see satan came in and he deceived adam and eve brought sin into the world through their through their actions but he didn't leave us there he promised that he would come. And he did in this little baby in a manger 2,000 years ago named Jesus. God stepped out of heaven and was born. That's the hope. The hope that God is with us. That we can rely on him. That we can put our trust in him. Although 2020 has been full of its difficulties, there's still hope. That's the point of Christmas. But God didn't just abandon us. I know that it's been difficult. But God is right here with us. He takes care of our needs. He gives us strength to carry on. He gives us the steps to take. This life is not all there is. We have hope in Jesus. So I want to I don't want to put my hope in governments. We just came through an election season and the drama is still going on. I don't know how many of you get multiple texts throughout the week telling us that so-and-so is doing this and -and so-and-so is doing that. You need to vote this way. And it's not just from one side or the other. I get them from both sides. And I think it's funny because the text will come in and it'll say, hey, Chris, this, and, or hey, Sarah, this. They don't even have the right name. They just bomb text you and, and send that in. And if you're like me, I, I, I have to fight to not text back, just, you know, go jump off a bridge. And I'm just kidding. I, I wouldn't say that. But it's frustrating. I don't put my hope in politics. My hope was not in Donald Trump. Hope is not in Joe Biden. My hope is not in our governor. My hope is in Jesus. Because see, earthly reigns come and go. Earthly governments can never do what God does. That's why my hope is in Jesus. My This life is not all that there is. No matter what happens in this life, no matter how rough it gets, no matter how bad it is, My hope is not here. My home is not here. My hope is in Jesus. That's what I want to celebrate today. That's what I want to sink in for you, that we have hope through him. Jesus came because he loves us that much. And that leads me to the second thing today. Christmas is love. The second week of the Advent is about the love that God gave us. He stepped out of heaven became this little baby to show us how much he loves us. I don't know about you, but if I was God and I'm in heaven, I see a people that I created not doing what I ask him to do. Would I take the form of a human baby in a manger? to come and rescue them? I don't know. Probably in my earthly nature, probably not. But that's how much God loves us. He came down, took on the form of a human to show us that love, to be that love for us, to rescue us. Jesus stepped out of heaven. God didn't tell us how much He loves us. I mean, He told us how much He loves us, but He went a step further. He showed us. You know, it's one thing to tell somebody that you love them. It's another thing to show them by your actions. That's what God did by sending Jesus. When Jesus stepped onto this earth, He showed us that He loves us so much that He's willing to do whatever it takes for us to spend eternity with Him. See, sin separates us from God. Sin separated us from the Heavenly Father. When we chose to sin against Him, it brings that separation. The only way that we could be brought back into relationship with Him was through that sacrifice through Jesus. The Old Testament, there was sacrifices that would cover sin, that would make us in right relationship with God, that would honor God, but they never fully covered and they had to be offered often. Jesus came once and for all. He stepped out of heaven because He loved us so much that He came once and for all so that our sin could be wiped away, so that that gap would not be there anymore. There would be no chasm between us and God. Jesus broke down that barrier. He showed us through His love. That's why we can celebrate even in difficult situations. If you read the book of Acts, when they would be beaten and imprisoned, they would still sing songs. They would still sing hymns of joy because they were. In Christ, and they actually counted it a blessing to suffer for Him because of what He had did for them. The love of God is what brings us the celebration and the joy. God loves us so much. He gave us that gift. There's nothing that anyone can do to take it away. I can't take God's love away from you. The person that hates you can't take god's love away from you nothing this government does nothing that happens in this world a pandemic any of these things cannot take god's love away from you and i know what some people think they're like well how can god who's a loving god allow all of this stuff to happen See, the brokenness of this world is a result of the sin that happened back with Adam and Eve and has continued to happen throughout history. We live in a broken world, so things like pandemics and things like natural disasters and all of that stuff, that we just shake our fist at God. God's saying, Look, this world is going to be turbulent, this world's going to be difficult, but look, Latch on to my love. I came so you could have freedom. This world isn't all that there is. It's going to pass away. We read in Revelation where it said there will be no more tears, no more crying. That we would spend eternity with Him. That's that hope and that love that Jesus brings to us. So when I know many of us are dealing with loss, I want to identify that. I know I'm talking about celebrating today. And some of you might be thinking, how can I celebrate when when I lost a loved one this year, when when so many people have died, how can I celebrate? There's depression. There's loneliness. For some, just an overall sense of hopelessness. These are the times where we need to learn to lean into God, because this life isn't all that there is. This life is just a blink of an eye, I've been reading through the book of Ecclesiastes and and Solomon in his old age wrote Ecclesiastes. It's It's a pretty cynical book. He said life is just a vapor. Here today, gone tomorrow. Through the love of Christ, through the hope of Christ and what Jesus has done for us, we know this life isn't all that there is. So, that step, that learning to trust God, that learning to lean into Him. And I know, and I've heard some of you say it to me before how do I do that? It is something we learn over time. It's something that as we read Scripture and as we see what God's done in our lives and we see what He does in other people's lives, we learn to trust Him. Proverbs 3 5 through 8 says this Trust in the Lord with all your heart, don't depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all that you do, and He will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. This first thing, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't depend on your own understanding, I think that's the one thing. Throughout our culture, we're taught to rely on ourselves. We're taught to, to trust in ourselves. That if you're just good enough, if, you're just, if you just work hard enough, that you're, everything's going to work out for you. But the truth is, you can work as hard as you want. You can do as much as you can. And it will not always work out the way that you want it to. It doesn't mean that hard work is pointless. No, we are to work hard. I love the words of Mark Batterson pray like it depends on God or like it depends on God and work like it depends on you. We are to work hard, we are to try hard, we are to strive after those things, but our trust first and foremost needs to be in God. When we go to him first, not our own understanding, shoot, the things that we think are right sometimes, the things that make sense in our head sometimes are completely whack compared to the word of God and compared to where God's leading us. I can't lean just on my own understanding. I have to have the understanding of God. I rely on the Word of God. I rely on the power of the Holy Spirit in my life to make decisions. There are a lot of decisions in my life that when when I didn't follow, God turned out poorly. They made sense to me. But they went completely the other direction for where God was leading me. And they ended up costing me friendships. They ended up costing me money. They ended up costing me pain. See, I I want to put my trust in God. And the more I've grown in my relationship with God, the closer I've gotten to Him, the more I've learned to trust Him. I still have a ways to go. But He showed Himself faithful time and time and time again. It's when I sit down and try to figure everything out that I get caught up in depression that I get caught up in anxiety that I get caught up in fear because when I look at all of the things that are around me and I try to figure out how to put all those pieces together and I realize I can't do it I really learned to depend on God that's why in the morning when I get up one of the best things I do is I sit down and I'll grab a cup of coffee and I'll read scripture I'm gonna say it's not every day that it's like this but but a lot of days then I go over to my computer or my iPad open up a file and I just sit down and type out a prayer to God. I start just thanking him for what I do have. I praise him that he's given me life and breath. I praise him for my family. I praise him for my church. I praise him for you. Then I just pour my heart out to him. I tell him my frustrations all my fears, anger whatever that may be. Some days there's a lot that I pour out there some days are pretty good and then I just sit and listen and that's usually when God speaks to me the most just when I'm quiet in those moments and I pray over those that, that God lays on my heart, oftentimes, it's many of you by name. Let us ask God to fill me with His Holy Spirit, and to lead me for that day. I have my own plans and agendas, things that I have to do. But I ask that God's Spirit would lead me, and you see what that does. I'm just being very real here. What that does is it puts me in the right mindset that no matter what comes that day, I'm at a place of peace with God. That I trust that He's going to get me through no matter what comes. I can't explain to you what it feels like. I can't explain to you how to get there other than I spend time with Him in His Word and in prayer. That sets me up for the day I know that no matter what comes, that God loves me, that He cares for me, that He's going to get me through the day. Jesus came to show us love so that we could put our trust in Him. I know many of you struggle with trust. I know because you told me. It's easy for me to sit here and say, just trust God. Truth is, I know how hard it is to trust God. I know that when bills need to be paid and there isn't enough money in the bank, that it's hard to trust God to write a tithe check. I know that when I'm looking ahead and I can't see how to get out of a situation, that it's hard to trust God. But I'm going to tell you, God has been faithful over and over again twice in our marriage Jennifer and I have moved without a job and without anything because we felt like God was calling us to a particular area and every time God was faithful in that every time every time we've just put our trust in him and the way you can confirm that what God is telling you is true is by talking to the people around you that you know listen to God, that spend time with Him. We don't make these decisions just by a whim. It's not something when we're sitting there and we're going, Oh, God said this, and all of a sudden we're making big life decisions. God confirms it through the people around us. That's why the church is so important. That's why in Hebrews it said, don't forsake meeting together. We need each other. That's why you need to be in the chat, in the prayer rooms if you can't be with us physically. That's why when you can get together physically, we rely on each other. That's why the church exists. Jesus showed us His love through each other, through what He did on the cross, and through the family that He gave us in the church. You know what? Our earthly families are going to let us down sometimes. Our earthly relationships are going to let us down sometimes. But we can put our trust in the One that will not waver, that will not change. And trust that no matter what He's going to get us through, that He's going to do what's best for us. be honest we're not always gonna like it it's not always gonna turn out the way we think it should but we can trust that God is the one that's in control so I want to challenge you today as we wrap up I want to challenge you to put your trust in Jesus to put your hope in him that's what Christmas is about the hope and love of God that you would trust Him in those things. If you're struggling and hurting today, maybe, maybe you have never really had that relationship with God. Take the time right now to pray with Him. If you need somebody to pray with you, click on the button over here. And ask for prayer, it'll pop up and either Pastor Jennifer or Miss Jane or somebody will pray with you. And then, connect to God. Connect to His church. Allow His hope to sink in you. He loves you so much. He wants so much for you to be full of Him. Listen to this. John 4, 9. I'm going to leave you with this. God showed how much He loved us. 1 John 4, 9. God showed how much He loved us by sending His one and only Son into the world so that we might have eternal life through Him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us sent His Son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. God wasn't waiting for us to be perfect. He wasn't waiting for us to get cleaned up. He is not waiting for us to get everything right. He loves us now. And all He's asking for us to do is to surrender to Him and love Him. To trust Him. Let me pray with you today. Father, we come before you right now. And Lord, we just ask that you would help us to love you, to put our faith in you, to trust you, even when we don't know how. Lord, I pray that you would fill each one of us with your Holy Spirit. We don't know how to do this on our own. We don't know how to make those steps on our own, but Lord, I pray right now that you would pour out your spirit upon us. For those that are struggling with trust, Lord, I pray that you would give them the strength to trust you, that you would show them through your word and through your church that you are faithful and true. Lord, I pray that as believers that we would surround those that are around us and offer encouragement and love. Lord, we're not here to condemn anyone. We're here to love and to point people to you. And I pray that you would do that. Lord, I pray that if someone is struggling right now with the sin in their lives, that you would forgive them. Lord, I pray that you would just help them to come and surrender to you today. And then, Father, I pray that through Your Spirit that You would give us a joy and a peace and a time of celebration like never before. Lord, whether there's Christmas presents under the tree or not, that, Father, we can find peace in You. Whether there's money in the bank or not, that we can find peace in You. Lord, whether everything is going the way we planned or not, we could find peace in You. Lord, that no matter what situation, we know that You have what's best for us. That we don't have to figure it all out. We just have to be faithful to follow you and to work hard through what you've given us. And Lord, we thank you for this and we praise you for it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for worshiping with us today. Make sure that you spend some time in the chat room. Have a great week.